Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Storytelling Lab, where we break down how to get to the heart of your story and the hearts of your audience to leave the greatest impact possible. And now here's your host, a filmmaker and competitive storyteller, Rain Bennett. What's up, my beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of the Storytelling Lab, where we help you break down the art and science of storytelling. My name is Rain Bennett. I am your host, and my job is to help you deepen your connections, increase your sales, and serve your audiences better. Every Monday morning, I send out a storytelling tip to my email subscribers, and I talk about how I have used it in my own storytelling for my clients and for myself, and I leave you with tangible advice on how you can apply it to your strategies. If this sounds like something that would interest you, go ahead and sign up for the newsletter at rainbennett.com slash weekly storytelling tips. Again, that's rainbennett.com slash weekly storytelling tips. This podcast is a Six Second Stories production. Six Second Stories is a video marketing agency that helps you tell heartfelt stories to maximize your impact in minimal time. Find out more about what we do at SixSecondStories.com. Special announcement, storytellers, I have launched my first online course. I've been waiting a long time. I've been so excited to do this. It is called Uncover the Story to Launch Your Personal Brand. Now, that last word, that last concept, personal brand, is one that I fought against. I resisted folks for a long, long time. And hey, flash forward, guess what? When I leaned into it, when I embraced it, when I cultivated a personal brand, the story that I tell others things started to unlock in whole new ways for me. I was able to build a business just off of who I was as a person. Instead of starting from scratch every time I started a brand new project and then bouncing and spinning around from project to project, the core of my business is me. 
and everything else is extended from that core. So if I want to be Rain Bennett, the podcaster, Rain Bennett, the author, Rain Bennett, the online course instructor, the storytelling coach, the keynote speaker, the filmmaker, they're all coming back to that same core personal brand. This is what I'm helping people do. I started coaching when the pandemic hit because all my speaking gigs stopped and it has impacted my life and I think it's impacted others' lives in such such a magnificent way, an unexpected way for me. Yes, I consulted with businesses and organizations, but I found the most profound impact by helping other people who had thoughts in the back of their head that they could do great things and serve people and make an impact on the world, but they just weren't sure how to access that thing within them. I helped them do that through finding their story. That has been so fulfilling for me, and I want to help you do that too. The thing is, not everybody can afford the over $1,000 of cost in the coaching package to do that. So I created a 14-lesson course that has all of the things and more that those coaching packages have, including a community of other storytellers so that you can share your experiences with and you can learn from them as well. All of this for $149. But right now, there is still time to get it in pre-order for just $99. There are only a few days left. Go get it now. We will put the link to the course in the show notes. We are hosting the course on thinkific.com. It is called the Rain Bennett Storytelling School, and you can always find out information at rainbennett.com. What's up, storytellers? Welcome back to the Storytelling Lab. This is episode 990. That means 10 more until we reach 100. Have I been building up the anticipation enough? I don't know. Maybe it's just to me, but I am pretty excited about it because when we started the show two or three years ago, um, man, I don't know that I thought that we were going to get this far. And it tells me that the show's got legs and it'll continue to go on and I'm, I'm telling you like you think about something because this is kind of a niche show niche niche um how many storytellers can we have how many storytelling experts can we have the answer is i think an infinite amount <laughs> i mean we have proven that i'm so excited about today's episode i'm so excited about every episode because we have yet to have one that was boring and i think that's because storytelling infiltrates you know all aspects of our lives and business it's not just oh how to sell better through stories or oh how to build your communities better through stories it's everything you know we've seen you know a couple of weeks ago, we had Carrie Twig on. We, we were learning about how to use stories to find your dream job and do a better job with your resume and job interview. Um, yeah, I, I mean, there's so many different storytelling experts and people that understand how to utilize and leverage stories that I don't think that we will we will ever run out of, out of time or guest or topics to talk about when it comes to storytelling. This is, this is what... I love so much about this field and this space. And even in today's show, we talk a little bit about how some people think that like just because storytelling is a buzzword, they think it's a bad thing. And I'm like, I I am not of that camp. This is the work that I do. I love that we're in a golden era of documentaries. I love that storytelling is a buzzword and empathy and authenticity and all these buzzwords. Hey, I understand where those people are coming from. You kind of water something down and dilute it enough and it loses its value. But that's not how I see it, really. I, I see the more people talking about these things, the better. That's the way I see it. Listen, before we get started with the intro and the guest for today, um, 
I wanted to give you a heads up. The interview, I think the microphone recording pattern got switched um, when I was using it for something else. And so it sounds a little airy, a little tinny, not as deep and bassy as this intro does right here. Um, but it will be back in the next episode. And, you know, that's the beautiful thing about podcasts is your ears kind of adjust to it and you, it won't be distracting. It'll sound like the other person usually on the other end when you're doing these over Zoom. It's not like they have great uh, microphones were not in the studio. So you won't notice it, but I notice it. So being a little harsh on myself and, and, and also just letting some of you uh, know that uh, it may sound a little different once we start the show, but uh, on the on the, the next episode, it won't be like that. All right. So just cut me some slack. Listen, we talked a little bit about storytelling experts and how we'll never run out of, run out of them. Why I'm so excited about today's is our guest today is Jaya Rose, and she's probably a perfect example of someone who's not necessarily, I mean, she uses story heavily in her brand and her branding and what she does. But it, I don't think that I'd consider her, maybe she doesn't consider herself like a storytelling expert. She understands story and how to use it and how to leverage, and she helps other people understand that too. So I hope that I'm not misrepresenting her by saying that, but it's not like she leads to my knowledge. She may, she does a lot of cool things, but it's not like she leads like storytelling workshops, but she's an online um, coach. She was a life coach at one point. She was a fitness trainer at one point. Uh, She's basically a branding coach now. And the reason I was so excited to have her now, I was going to release this episode a little bit later, but it's so pertinent And so apropos of what we've been talking about lately, which is how to use storytelling to build a business specifically and especially around who you are as a person. She's a personal branding expert from from what I see. And really, she lives it. It's not so much, I mean, yes, she helps other people do it, but she lives it. You know how content marketing is like, uh, actually doing the thing that you, you know, that you say you do like in, in content, like if we're doing six second stories for, you know, my business, I should be showing people in my content that I can like create good, powerful, short form stories, right? Content, content marketing, like she shows improves all day, every day in the way that she does her work. And I actually found her online and linked up with her and loved her vibe so much because it's authentically her. She doesn't follow all the rules or the best practices. She does it her way. And she is such a gem. We became friends uh, over the internet, like it happens with a lot of people these days. Her TikTok is out of this world, like just all the vibes, all the realness and authenticity. And yes, that's one of the words we talked about being overused possibly, but she is it. She shines and she's herself. And if she's having a bad day, she'll show you that. But, but she really took that thought in the back of her head that for, and for a long time, that, that, that thought was just a little tiny voice that she could do something great but she suppressed that because of either someone else's expectations or what people might think of her, what she thought that she was supposed to be. And she kind of dimmed her light as she said, Oh, and it almost broke me when I heard that until she had that light bulb go off and she had some help from some digital mentors. And that's when she really started to learn the impact of her story. The, 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 the weight of sharing your story and the impact that it can have. And this light bulb went off and she just made a change and started going about life and business in a totally different way and took her income from 30000 to over 100000 to six figures where she's been at consistently as a coach. 
And I just, this was one of those I was writing furiously as she was talking because she was just saying such great lines. But if you want to know how to create content that draws people in, the right people, the soul fans, as she calls them, right? The right, or, or as Kevin Kelly says, your thousand true fans, like real fans that get you that are your community. It's not even like fans or clients. They're your community. You know, you have relationships with these people. But if you want to know how to draw them in with consistent content and then build a business around that, this is the episode. Like, I learn so much from her. I learn so much from her uh, every day. I really like aspire to be what she is and how she's done things. I'm a little bit behind her. Like I started a little bit later. And so watching her, I'm like always taking notes, whether it's, oh, how she did a TikTok video or seeing her, her fun, like her funnel or her workflow from, you know, going to her website to seeing what her courses look like, like she's got it down. So, um, she's been doing this for about six years since she had that little epiphany, a glorious, glorious human being. Really, really glad that I found her and connected with her. So I'm going to stop talking so you can listen to her because I'm telling you, you will have a lot of tangible, real value that comes out of this conversation. So here is my conversation with Jaya Rose, and I hope that you love it. Yeah, it's the reason too. And especially when you mentioned that people were shutting down their marketing campaigns. And I mean, being tone deaf is very unfavorable in the marketplace. Uh, Thanks to this last year, especially like I'm grateful for that. And it it highlights being authentic and the voices of people who actually are here to create an impact, you know, are told through story very often. So it's like, I think it's beneficial people like us to have a marketplace that requires listening. Have you found yourself, um, cause you said this word authenticity and I know that word comes up a lot, but it's important. You know, I, I'm not one of those that gets put off by vulnerability and empathy being trend trending words. I think oh, that's no. a- that's a good thing, right? Because some people get pissed, totally. to, pissed about it. They, people get mad that storytelling is a buzzword. I'm like, I'm not. That's my space. I'm, and that's the the change I'm trying to affect in the world. I'm not mad at it. So, uh, but you know, you brought that up, and it was a word that I was already going to go to with you because I think you do it so so well. Now, we mm-hmm. met, I think, just from internet connection. I mean, just just being in the storytelling yep. space. I think I reached out to you. Uh, probably kind of randomly just because I dug your style because authenticity is so clearly like you don't need a radar to pick up on this so apparent immediately uh unless you're just really really good at lying like most audience members most people in the public can pick up on someone being authentic or inauthentic and that was one of the first things that I noticed about you is like oh like you got your own style your own vibe I dig the vibe and it's like totally you and you can tell that right um Mm. so let's pause there and talk about that a little bit one how hard did you did you have to work hard to cultivate that like was what was the point where it clicked when you're like oh this this is me this is the me that i'm that i'm i'm putting out there yeah yeah, I feel like it's actually more the question, like, what did I need to let go of? Mm. Right. 
Uh, it, there's a quote that I absolutely love and I'm the absolute best at uh, forgetting quotes. Yeah. So then I paraphrase them. I even used this quote at my wedding. Like I love it so much. And now I'm, it's, it's roomy, you know, but you'll know it. But in essence, we, in order to have more love in our life, we need to allow love in, you know, we just need to, we need to let go of everything that's in the way. And I think that's the same with authenticity. And I do find an actual self-love journey being in conjunction with visibility uh, is really was my path of like the deeper I went into owning my power and yeah, my story too, because it's part of that and being willing to share that. It's like the only thing that's left is authenticity. Mm. What is your story? Well, my story is that I, I didn't think that my story was valuable. <laughs> this is such a common story. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, but profound, profoundly, I didn't think my story was valuable. I, uh, I was a kid who wanted a lot of attention and favorite slogan was look at me. Uh, and I remember having that. And my mom was a single mom and my two-year older sister had some issues where she needed very different things than me. She was like, wanted to be invisible. So my mom always wanted to include her. And then I wanted to be the star of the show. So naturally the balance there is that I got sort of pushed back and asked to tone down. And I don't blame her because that's a hard situation to be in. And also it led to me thinking that I, it was going to be too much. You know, if I was fully saying what I thought, and this is why my movement is speak your truth. So if I spoke my truth, if I showed my full power, um, would I be too much for a man? Like all of these different stories around what it is to be a truly empowered woman who's living her purpose. Mm -hmm. And that dimming dictated my life. You know, it's, it's like every, everything mirrored that. And it was a lot of playing small with this undercurrent of like, no, I want more. I want more. And six years ago, when I was introduced to the online space, actually from Marie Forleo, okay. um, I never took B school or I never worked with Marie Forleo, but she was a huge catalyst for uh, me. Uh, like a digital mentor, I call it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Her, yeah. just her free B school videos. Mm -hmm. um, it was the very first storytelling, online marketing, be, you know, and I do think she pulls off the authentic thing really well. I don't love, you know, her entire mission at this point. I don't think it's inclusive enough uh, for me to support, but what she did was really powerful for me. And she really just looked right in the camera, right in my eyes and was like, you have a special gift. And if you don't share it, you're stealing it from people. Mm. And I was like, Oh shit. So this is not even about me. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, I actually care about other people. So, hmm. and, um, not only that, she painted the picture of what's possible, which is she's a great marketer in that way. What's possible when you share your message, what's possible when you create an online business. And I was, it was like hook, line and sinker. I was just ready to embrace who I would need to be to have this vision come true. And what at that point, well, what at that point were you doing for work? I was an entrepreneur already. I was a personal trainer okay. and a life oh, coach. So. And I did that. Yeah, I did that for 12 years. 
Um, so I've always been unemployable. <laughs> it's my mid twenties. Um, there just is no other way for me. That's so funny. And maybe that's why I picked up on, on your vibe. I was like, cause I was in the, in the fitness space too. I've never been able to, I've never wanted to really stay in the corporate world, but no, you can look at it as unemployable or I can look at it as like, no, it's my choice, but either way I didn't fit into that mold. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, and so the life coach, where did, how did that come about? Well, I was going through my second divorce at age 30. And I was like, damn. So I, I was, I was married for my third time at age 36, which I think is really quite impressive. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I have like a doctorate in relationships and, uh, this period when I was 30, I realized, well, I'm repeating this cycle. Like the common denominator was me mm -hmm. and it was very easy to blame the men in my life, but I wanted to do better and I wanted to stop creating the same cycle over and over again. So I went to counseling. Mm -hmm. I went to a man named Louis Quimby at the time. I think he was about 76 and his office was very dark and dingy. It was 76 also. And it was like the carpet was 76 yeah. was grungy. And not only that, but he would use a little whiteboard where he would write on these key things that I can tell you all of them, which I can't remember a quote, my favorite quote to save my life, but I can tell you everything he wrote down on that little dry erase board. And for maximum impact, he would throw it down onto the ground, face down and put his foot on it and wipe it onto the floor. So right next to him was the grungiest carpet you've ever seen with green marker rubbed in. This was his style. Okay. <laughs> I love this guy. Are you afraid? Cause <laughs> it, you will be afraid. Um, I can tell you my ex-husband, who was my husband at the time, was very afraid. So when I brought him to counseling, basically to prove that he was wrong, uh, <laughs> Louis Quimby, well, he wasn't going to have any of that. Um, he was going to hold you accountable and hold you in your power, which is very uncomfortable when you want to blame someone else, or you don't want to see the problem at all, which is where my husband at the time was. Uh, so we had our consult session and he starts diving in and he looks right at Ben and he says, you know, you're with a really independent woman, right? And Ben starts kind of shit. What? <laughs> he says, yeah, how much, how much money would she get if you died? Like, do you have life insurance through your work? And he said, yeah, I think maybe $150,000 or something. Oh, so, you know, she'd be fine with you without you if you died. And Ben's very uncomfortable and I'm very uncomfortable. And he leads to, you know, she doesn't need you. Like he was just trying to break up this codependency and this idea that it had to be the way it was. It was very powerful. And he at this point invites us to come to his group therapy every Wednesday at five 30 with six other couples. Ben says, no, thank you. I will not go. And I said, Oh shit. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, I didn't even know that I could go alone. Mm -hmm. And Lewis looked at me and said, you can come alone. And it was that moment. I knew my life was going to change forever. We drove home. I had my head against the window, sobbing, like, woe is me. Um, but there was this little inkling, almost like an ember, you know, oh. of spark, like, 
shit's about to change. And um, Ben didn't come, but I went to couples group therapy alone for six months in the dark room with Lewis terrifying me to the point of absolute transformation. So he, he teaches key principles. Like I said, I, I use them with my clients still. And it was then that I realized, well, I, I need to help other people. And that's when I was like, what am I doing? I already am a personal trainer. I'm basically a life coach. That's just kind of who I am. So that's how I became a life coach. And how did you identify, was it other women that were like going through divorces or how did you identify who you wanted to help? At the time I didn't, I didn't have any business savvy. In fact, I ran my on, you know, my fitness and coaching business for 12 years with no business savvy. I didn't even know what a message was. I didn't know what a brand was. None of it. It's really quite amazing. It was just pure grit and desire to help people. So it always worked for me. And the coaching part was fused inside of the fitness. So basically I was just a fitness trainer who people stayed with for like five to 10 years. (laughs) but really under the surface, I knew I had so much more, you know, speaking on stage and sharing my, my own message. And so that was the transition that we get to six years ago of, I had worked a lot on myself and, um, and just undid the layers that held me back. First, I had to do it in relation to men. Mm -hmm. Like there was a lot of story there for me. And once I freed that, uh, it really liberated me to, to do more of my purpose work. And so at that point, six years ago, what was the light bulb that, that went off? Well, it was that statement that I was taking it. I knew that I had capacity to do more, mm-hmm. to help more people. And that the idea of the online landscape mm-hmm. where you can serve more people. I mean, it's, it's invigorating, isn't it? It's like, oh, I could do a video or I could have a program. And and that was it really just the, the idea that I could take a similar amount of energy that I was putting in, you know, 10 hours a week with clients and really transform more lives and my own life, um, in terms of finances. Cause at this point I'd only ever made like $30,000 a year, Mm -hmm. never gave myself a raise did that for, had no plan for retirement. Like I was just in la la land. Um, that's what I was taught, but so it was a lot of doorways that opened up, right. A lot of different things motivating me at that time to make a big shift. I I don't want to to pull us back, but I keep thinking of the line you said where, well, first of all, I love that you said that something about it, it, you know, your light being dimmed basically, but then having this thing inside of you that wanted, you know, that wanted to do more, that wanted the, the look at me thing that you had, that was still, that was still yeah. a part of you. And just thinking of that internal conflict uh, had to be challenging. And, and, and yeah. it, it sounds very familiar to me. And I also know that a lot of people struggle with that. Mm. Um, I just, uh, I just wanted to say that I just, mm. that you so clearly mm-hmm. illustrated that internal conflict that, that while, being suppressed or feeling like you're not good enough, you still got this other voice that's telling you like, yeah, but you know, there's something more out there. And that's like, some people never stop having that conversation and never take the leap that you did. And that's sad because I'm now that I'm starting to do similar work and helping other people lock things. I realize that I think everybody's got that thing that they can do something bigger with. 
you know, many people don't see it, but I think a lot of people know it and don't act on it or don't do the things that you do that you did. And possibly because they never had that light bulb go off or never, you know, heard it from someone else so clearly. So mm. when, when you heard that line, what was the process or transformation at that point? Because I'm assuming it wasn't like the next day you're like, okay, here's my new business model. Here's how I'm going to do things. You know, you're off to the races, <laughs> oh. making six figures. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I mean, if I tell the story, I could judge over it enough to sound like that. But no, um, it wasn't that it wasn't that way. I did know that I needed help pretty quickly. And I, I did hire a business coach. I thought about doing B school just because it was the only thing I saw. Um, but someone recommended a local business coach to me and I ended up hiring her, which was a huge thing for me to invest a couple thousand dollars into myself. Uh, even being a business owner, I had never invested really beyond renting a fitness studio, a space, you know, the only thing I'd ever done. So this was like, I think just that alone creates such transformation, the, the transformation in the transaction and what opens up through, through those doorways. Uh, so that did happen pretty quickly. I can't truly remember, but I think within a couple months, I hired a coach and I ended up working with her for nine months. I kept doing her three month package over and over again. I really wasn't ready to do it alone. And I think that this is the thing that a lot of people miss one potentially for fear of investing in self or fear of finances. And two, because they really aren't open to receiving help. And I think that that really does hold a lot of people back. And so both of those things I was able to move through pretty quickly. And I think that's a huge piece of why I've built momentum, even though part of my story is that I've pivoted quite a few times in the last six years. Mm -hmm. um, but even within pivoting, which does slow down momentum, uh, I have been able to build momentum quickly. And it is because of those things, the willingness to invest in myself and the willingness to admit when I don't know Mm -hmm. And if I don't know, I will ask for help. And, and so that was, that was what happened quickly. And then nothing really happened quickly after that. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. all a process of like learning the online space. I first took my fitness business online and did that for a year, mastered video, started to master speaking and storytelling because you need to do that in a brand to build visibility. And then a year passed and I realized I don't even like fitness in this way. The reason I really liked it is because I was doing the life coaching and the relationship parts with people. And I basically dissected the product and myself mm. and, and that hit me really huge. So I had built like a full fitness Academy. I have like 80 some fitness videos that I did that year. I mean, I had created hundreds of videos during That's that wild. year and I just, closed the door, threw it all away and pivoted into teaching people how to use video. Yo, I love it. How scary was that? Yeah, it was insane. I was actually <laughs> taking a walk and I remember, you know, these moments you remember. Yeah. And I remember uh, I was actually listening to The Big Leap yeah. by Gay Hendricks. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about how you get into your zone of excellence and then at your zone of genius. Yeah. And it hit me so clearly that fitness was my zone of excellence and it had dissected out my genius. And I, so I took the walk, I came home and I sat down with my husband and I was like, I'm going to shift. And it was like, he, he supported me, but you know how you put those barriers up? Like, Oh, I have to tell my husband as if that's yeah. really the fear. It wasn't. 
Um, and it was over a weekend. It was actually 4th of July weekend. So I think we had Monday off and my husband was home. I shifted my Facebook group. I changed the name of everything. I started shifting my website and had like, I, I started selling in that new business within the first month. Mm. I think within the third month, I had my first like 15 K month or something. It was insane. It blew up over 10 months. I created $150,000 in sales. And before this, like I said, I only had ever created $30,000. So I five times my income in 10 months Amazing. and it was wild. Now it was, was a lot. Were most of your clients, um, you would bring them in as like one-on-one coaching clients? Like what, how did that, no. what did that look like? I actually, I did bring in one client who had been in my fitness stuff, but she also had an online Reiki business. And so she wanted the exposure, the visibility and the business coaching stuff I was doing. And so that was my one-on-one client. I think I charged her $1,800 for a three-month package. And just to give you a point of reference, now my three-month package is $6,000. So right each time it just like kept growing incrementally. And, and then I created a program called rock your videos. It really just downloaded to me this, like people need to get comfortable on video. Storytelling was a part of that. Yeah. It's one of the modules. And that was what created so much success was this group program. This thing that you said about, uh, these boundaries you put up in telling your husband and he was like supportive. Yeah. It sounds so, so familiar. I always, anytime I'm making a shift, I like tell my wife and expect some like, big reaction she's like okay <laughs> like, <laughs> like okay go do all your right thing. this is like huge you know this is gonna be <laughs> you know you know this is huge right <laughs> or like this is super risky uh this is our, you know she's like okay <laughs> you know well i know you've probably thought about it a lot <laughs> i'm like oh that's what a great partner and um, now you have to deal with your own internal <laughs> totally totally i'm like struggle yeah, <laughs> All right. So yes, let's talk about visibility. You mentioned that word. This is something that I've seen that you, uh, that you do very well. Uh, I think initially I, I, I sought you out, uh, or found you on one of the platforms, but pretty, I think soon. it was TikTok. Was it initially TikTok? Okay. I'm not sure. I thought I, I couldn't remember, but that's where I, I, I see you and I see you put, putting in a lot of work and I've seen your yeah. growth since we've, since we've met has been pretty great. I don't, I don't know if it's quite double, but close to that. I don't remember the exact numbers, but I've yeah. seen you grow like a lot in the past few months and you're constantly putting out amazing content. I, just because I don't like every video that you put out, I just want to let you know this now that I've got you face to face, doesn't yeah. mean I don't actually like it. I see damn near everything that you put out and it's just so, it's so, so good. <laughs> and you're clearly comfortable. You've been doing video a long time, but yeah. talk to me a little bit about the importance of that visibility for growing your community for making these connections because now we're starting to see even with the pan or especially rather with the pandemic so many more people now are joining the entrepreneur space or starting their businesses or trying to grow their personal brands because what we learned is there is no real security with these with jobs and so if you're not passionate about it why not go after your passion if it's going to be yeah. a struggle anyway right so we've seen a huge it's increase. so true but that's so one true. of the, the, the struggle points for people still so can we talk a little bit about the importance of that visibility, how to do it effectively yeah. and how to do it consistently? 
Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That was the first thing I really adopted when I was in that first year of fitness, which was like I said, six years ago. So I do have quite a bit of experience with it. So thank you for seeing that. And, um, and it does take work though, and it does take commitment. And so I am a lot more committed to my why and to my purpose and to my self-expression and to my voice than I am to a schedule or some type of strategy around content. Love that. That's what works for me. Now, some people need to have, you know, commitment or accountability in another way. For me, I'm just a very self-accountable person. And I think it's partly the fitness thing. It's like, if I make a commitment and I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And, um, and then it's about habit, right? So I'm in the habit. Yeah. I think that's the key is, is creating the habit based on the why. Um, but the importance is a whole other level. So I actually used my personal Facebook profile for five years. And that was the only thing I really used. I mean, I'm on Instagram, but I don't grow on Instagram. I don't even understand Instagram. (laughs) I just like face value, you know? And, um, Facebook is, was where I did it on. I had a Facebook community. I still do have a Facebook community and using my personal profile, just being like a big voice doing live video. And that worked really well. I created, you know, a six figure business in a couple different niches using actually the same audience, which I don't recommend (laughs) if you can help it. And it just got to a point where, and this is something I want to really stress about visibility is that visibility is not just showing up and being visible. So just because I posted a video somewhere does not mean that that's going to be great visibility. And that's what I, it was a hard pill to swallow because I had grown my Facebook audience for five years and they love me. They'll support me. I still know how to like, you know, get a lot of interaction or whatever if I want, but it was like a pool and it doesn't grow. It's not a river. (laughs) It's like, a pond. (laughs) And, and it wasn't growing for me. And my daughter was on TikTok and my daughter is 24 and she has a website template business. And she's also a mentor for designers and creatives. She is off the chain. Amazing with her online business. I hired her as my assistant like four years ago. And then she has built a multiple six figure, like half a million dollar business this year. Yeah. Have you not seen, have you not seen my daughter? I've seen some of your TikToks with her, but I didn't know that part of the story. Yeah. And her boyfriend who they're, well, their fiance, he's her age too. They're both 24 and he is a business coach now. And yeah, so they're going to, they're going to have a million dollar business like this or next year. It's wild. Are you proud of her? Yeah. I'm so proud of her. (laughs) I am like, Yeah, she, I mean, she has been a catalyst of growth for me since day one, when I got pregnant at 19 and she's still a catalyst of growth for me. Like she teaches me how to expand my money mindset. And I just see, she doesn't have the same cycles and, uh, stories that I was taught. Like I feel great because I think I was able to filter those enough to give her an opportunity to just really see what's possible now, because there's so much possible there really, it, it, it truly is our own limitations most of the time. Absolutely. I, I love that 
catalyst of growth for me. And I feel the same way about my daughter. Uh, it, every, everything about that relationship and those interactions, you know, at least for me, and it sounds like for you too, makes you see the world differently. And that includes business. Yeah. Totally. That, that includes business. So I really love that line. If you see me looking away, it's because I'm jotting down all these amazing yeah. quotes that you're giving me because I don't remember them so well either, but I write them down yeah. and then, then I don't have to. Oh, uh, is that the secret? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got a whole list, a whole Google Docs of, of good quotes. Uh, I love yeah. it. So if I'm starved for content, uh, you know, I'll go to that and it'll inspire some, some thought and I can talk about that a little bit. I love what that. What is a soul fan? A soul fan. Yeah. And so just to finish what I was saying about visibility, my daughter turned me on to TikTok and she had like 30,000 followers in a month or something insane. She actually filmed my first seven videos. If you mm. look on my TikTok, you can see that she did all of those. And uh, one of them went up mini viral. It's like 80,000 views. And it really kicked off TikTok for me. And TikTok is where I... I just have found that is a river, that is an ocean because of the For You page and what's possible there. It's so different than Facebook doing it organically. And it's like, it's easy to doubt yourself when you're putting yourself out there and you don't get the desired outcome back. And so what TikTok has done for me has really shown me, okay, all the years of just showing up, all the years of giving value, all the years of mastering video, mastering storytelling, speaking, and that connection with soul fans, which I'll get to, uh, really has paid off because I'm getting, I mean, I, can, I honestly can't even keep up with the people coming into my business. There's multiple people wanting to work with me in my inboxes. And like, I don't say that lightly because yeah, yeah. I know the other side. I know the, the struggle side of like, mm -hmm. what, why do I have to work so hard to try to get this attention or something where I'm just really wanting to give value to people? Yeah. Yeah. TikTok's been amazing for that. And I will say, and I know that you have, I mean, your whole business is set up really well for one thing to lead to another. Obviously, you yeah. know what, what you're doing there. And when I yeah. first started TikTok, I wasn't prepared for that. And I had one, I had one of my first video, the first one I actually really tried to do a TikTok, like do, do it right, broke a million. And Are you had, serious? And, yeah. And it's probably, it's still, I still get likes on it. This is one of my first ones. Yeah. It, it's at like 1.2, 1.3. And I had nothing prepared for that. Oh, so yeah. what did I get out of that? I got some followers. I got a few thousand followers, three or 4,000 followers, but that's it. Yeah. Now, a few months later, after I was figuring out how it worked and also figuring out like this new aspect of my business, which was, you know, online as well, um, I started having things set up so that it would like lead to my business. And there was one that yeah. did like a hundred thousand. And then all of a sudden now I'm getting email subscribers and coaching clients, et cetera. So that visibility is great, but if you don't have that path for them yeah. to take, they, you know, they, they won't do it. And so now that I think back on it and, you know, you never know if something's going to pop off like that. I didn't know it was going to go yeah. that crazy. I did strategically, like I duetted someone, a friend of mine who's a great entrepreneur and hers did numbers. So I knew that it would probably do well. Um, and it was a money-based thing. People love money talk on, on TikTok, but, um, yeah, but yeah, it did well. And then I, I had nothing to show for it because there was nothing, there was no infrastructure built. But otherwise, well, and that's such a good point. Yeah, I love that you bring that up because I started this by saying visibility is great, but it's not just 
showing up and being seen, because if you're not being seen by the right people or enough people, then that's not really going to be ultimately helpful for you in terms of creating momentum. And on the flip side, if you don't have the back end set up, a large influx of people is not necessarily going to be helpful for your business growth either, just like you just said. So I, TikTok for me was the perfect storm because I already had all of that. And I was actually doing a launch mm-hmm. for my embodied brand Academy. And I had a three day embodied brand boot camp that I was teaching. And so that first video, which was relevant to my business, people were like, how do you do it? What do I, and I was like, link in my bio, come on over to my, so right away, I started bringing people onto my email list, had at least a couple hundred people come into my Facebook group to just request. And, and that is, that is certainly the key. Hmm. So tell me about these soul fans. Okay. So soul fans <laughs> is something that I made up based on how I want to think about my audience. Yes. And it's really from the concept of super fans, mm-hmm. but I feel like that's not really the truth for me of like how connected I feel or want to feel to my audience. So soul fans are people who don't know why, but they're just, they're just into you, you know, they're, they're magnetized by your energy. And that is something more than just what you're saying or what you're doing or what you're selling. And that is the thing that is ultimately so special about each of us, right? You're like, I like her vibe. I like the way she expresses herself. And that is what a soul fan sees about you um, before even probably hearing anything from you. And then it just so happens that when you share your story and you do get vulnerable and you are authentic, you give people enough to, I want to use the term sink their teeth into, which is a weird, but I think you know what I mean, right? It's like, if you're going to be magnetized, if you think about the way magnets work, they're very specific. Mm -hmm. They either repel or attract. So we want to be that magnetic surface where people can cling to it. And, and that's the key is like, if you don't, um, this is consistency, right? If you don't show up consistently, then they're going to slide off. And in order to have soul fans be magnetically attracted to you, you need to be the conduit. And that is quite the opposite of dimming your light now, isn't it? Look at you, you little storyteller. My God, just brought it back full circle. This that was so mean, and I love the the, the magnet metaphor. It's so so true. And what I really yeah. like about it is <clears throat> there is this binary nature to things: pain and pleasure. Right? Uh, 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 yeah. You know. And and if you want, I don't want to nerd out too much about the science of storytelling, but it's you know. Uh, the things that now, you know, it's oxytocin with us, right? That builds up this trust. Yeah. But that, what that was in prehistoric animals was, you know, another another neurotransmitter, another hormone. And it was the same thing. Either they were attracted to somebody, which oxytocin breeds, or they were like, yeah. oh, you're a threat. I'm going away. Ooh, and so yeah. it might not be that severe now in life or death, but it's the same thing. And it's the magnet yeah. metaphor that you're saying, if you're not deepening that connection, you're, yeah. you're widening that connection, right? Okay, yeah. And actually, now that I'm saying that out loud, it reminds me of a, a, a Brene Brown quote, and this is a quote that I won't get right, but I'll get the gist of it. And it was something, it was about connection. And it was about just, I think in this case, it was about your partner, your significant other, 
and how it's so easy to be disconnected from each other. You're tired at the end of the day, you both get on your phones, you're sitting on the couch and to look at every moment as a chance to either deepen that connection or widen that connection. And if you're both sitting on opposite sides of the couch, I'm not saying that's not needed sometimes, but there's a way to still keep that connection there. Even just a little like hand touch while you're still on those phones, you know what I'm saying? But, but, and I don't want to veer off too much into the weeds, but I just love that idea of like, if you're not continuing to deepen that and, and like you said, you know, deepen that attraction, it will move in the other direction. It's not just going to stay stagnant. So I think I, I thought that that was beautiful. I love stagnant. that. Yeah. No, but it is, it is you likening it to relationships is really helpful because anybody who's been in a long-term relationship or been married or been married three times like me, uh, knows what it takes to actually keep the spark alive in a marriage. And it is not a fairy tale. It is work. work. How do you keep the spark alive with anything? You give it attention. And that is the same thing with your audience. Your audience wants attention and they want, you know, people look at visibility like, oh, stay top of mind. But I really say more touch their hearts often. So what if it's not really about, oh, just being in front of them for some random reason, but it's like the more often you touch someone's heart, the more likely they're going to fall in love with you and you can bypass all that no like, and trust and go straight to love. That is what happens when you (laughs) attract soul fans. Did you already write this or did you just, was that off the top? That was off. Yeah. Everything is off. Everything is always off the top. (laughs) You are good. You are good. Skip the no like, and trust and go straight to love. Oh my yeah. God, that was so but mean. Isn't that what, isn't that yeah, what storytelling you know, does though? Yeah, you nailed it. No, it's amazing. Yeah. You just said it so well. I've got so many great metaphors to, <laughs> to choose from, truly. I mean, that's the, what you're doing right now. The conversation that we're having right now is what is the vibe that I picked on when I first reached out to you. And I did that, not by our first conversation, by seeing your content. Like, because you're right. so authentically you, and you've done this for a long time, I'm, I'm sure the, 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 the you six or 10 years ago, maybe not, yeah. wasn't exactly the same, but it's no. so authentically you that I didn't have to have a conversation to know. And I think I even said that I could trace it back and find the message, but I was just like, yo, I dig your style, dig what you're doing. And it's, it's because of that. And I, and I, I knew that it immediately, basically, I'm just giving myself props for recognizing your excellence. Oh, yeah. Yeah, th- you're welcome. I mean, my episode <laughs> is totally about you. So that makes sense. <laughs> All right. What are you working on now? What are you excited about for 2021? And the fact that we might be getting out of this pandemic or anything else? Is that the thing? Uh, well, That's my easy. daughter who's, yeah, my my younger daughter who's seven, it has gone to school. They, they're doing two hours a day, but luckily uh, her school offered a camp. So she is in camp from nine to four 30. And I am just over here. Like, this is my first week with it. I don't even know what to do. Like, we're going to get off this. I'm going to have two hours still to do what. Uh, yeah. So I, I could potentially do a lot of things, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. I might just do legs up the wall today. Um, so lots of self-care and also um, in terms of my business, I am very excited because I have built so much over the last five years specifically. I have an entire library of business, you know, a complete business library. And uh, basically I've been selling it in, you know, group programs and also like smaller containers. Like, well, what do you need? You need to work on your offer or do you need to work on your brand development and sort of putting people in the right places. Mm-hmm. But I am 
not doing that anymore. It's a little scary because it's a new way of doing things. But what I'm going to do is take everything and create like a library out of it. And you can come in at different access points. So Mm -hmm. the embodied business membership is Mm -hmm. coming to life where people pay a monthly fee and then, which is starkly lower than what it would take to, you know, to be, to actually work with me one-on-one or even in a group. And, but yet they get a Q and a every month and they get a live training from somebody who's amazing, maybe you, and we could talk about that. Yeah. Bringing people like just really high quality trainings where people can take action. So that's really exciting because this is going to open up a whole new way of working with people Mm -hmm. and broadening my message and my work really, which I, I have put a lot into to really develop, you know? Yeah. over time. So this is really cool for TikTok because people come in and they aren't always ready for that higher level. So then they could next level come into a group where I do small coaching pods. So I do all my coaching pods are four people or less. So it's really intimate um, or they can do one-on-one and, and everybody has access to the same business library. And I just tell them where to go. So sick that, and, and I know that's a little scary, but I think it's so wise that subscription model is such a good model. And because of the infrastructure that you have already built from the past five years, I think you're just going to kill it. Like such a great choice. I can Mm. see it being really, really valuable to a lot of people, especially now that like the TikTok is growing, like, don't be scared. That's going to be amazing. I can, I can can tell it right now. And I think that you know it too, but it is new. And I know that that's scary, but no, I think that's, that's amazing. And so many, you know, people that we probably both look up to are, are moving or have moved in this direction. So I, you know, I totally think you're moving forward on this is an excellent choice. Yeah. Um, I love it. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited about it. I can't wait to see what you do next and, and, and pick your brain and, and see if I can uh, learn some things about how to uh, and apply them to my online business, which is still new to me. So I'm still yeah. in that kind of like, every time one thing works, I get all giddy because I'm like, Oh shit, you yeah. know, I, I made an ad that works. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I feel you. I'm the same way. I mean, I've obviously created a lot of different things over the years yeah. and every single one is still like this new um, I think that's the only way to be. That's the only that's way I've been able to, to deal hear. with all of the failure too, you know, cause honestly, a lot of stuff I've done hasn't worked. And, and if you can't get excited about the new thing, then you're going to have a hard time. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that. Cause I don't think I would ever stop getting excited either. Um, yeah. well, that's a good place for us to stop today, but I am so glad that we did this. I know we've been threatening to do it for a while and I knew that it would happen when the time was right, but, uh, you did not disappoint. You're such a pleasure to talk to and, and I'd be happy to help with what you talked about or anything cool. else in the future. Like we are connected. I feel strong about this connection. So anything I can ever do to, uh, to repay the favor, I'm at your service. Okay. I love it. Amazing. So good. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Have a good day, my friend. Okay. Bye. My name is Rain Bennett. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed that episode, do us a favor and subscribe to the podcast. If you're already a subscriber and you're enjoying the show, give us a review and let us know the value that you've gotten from it. We love to hear from our listeners and learn about the benefits that they're getting from the show. That's what fuels us and that's what fuels the show. And if you've already subscribed and you've already reviewed it and you think there's someone else that would benefit from listening to this show, please please share it with them. The more we grow, the more we can help you grow, and that's what we're here to do. Join us next time on the Storytelling Lab. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.